Hello, I'm Paul. I'm Adam. And I'm Ben. And welcome to the Film Busters Podcast. The film show with no filters, no prisoners taken, loads of disagreements, but one hell of a love for cinema. If you want to hear three friends ridiculing each other for an hour or so regarding their taste in films, then you have come to the right place. In each episode, one of the team picks a film for us to discuss. It could be anything from a recent cinema release to an all-time classic. So, strap in and get ready to get mad or get vindicated as we guide you through the murky world of being a film geek. If you like what you hear, you can also find us on Twitter and Instagram using at Pod. You can also find each of our individual accounts. I'm at FilmBustersPaul. I'm at FilmBustersAdam. And I'm at FilmBustersBen. If you want to use your eyes instead of your ears, you can also visit the website at filmbusterspod.co.uk. And if busting makes you feel good, you can also support us at patreon.com forward slash filmbusters for exclusive content. Or shoot over and get some groovy merchandise at society6.com forward slash filmbusters. All right, can we just get on with this now, please? Filmbusters. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Filmbusters. You have Paul. And Ben. And the what was that? that? What the fuck's that? Sorry? I don't know how you say his name. Your own name? You're saying your own name? Anderhadim. What are you talking about? What, ta- what are you talking about? The film we're doing today. Oh, I see it was a gag. Oh, oh that was a very bad joke, Adam. Was it a very bad this joke? This was a shit yeah. joke. really bad joke. Even though you spent the last 15 minutes setting it up. Uh, uh, no, we, I don't know what you're talking we're about. We're baffled by what you're doing, mate. <laughs> Couldn't even understand what you were saying. <laughs> I'm trying to eat my cereal. <laughs> yeah, that's just him trying to say his own name while for a bowl full of Cheerios. <laughs> oh, Adam. Oh, that was such a great joke for us to set up a joke about you not doing yeah. the joke properly. <laughs> that's why you were asked to take your headphones out. Of course, I thought there might be something like that. <laughs> Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the episode. Um, I just want to say, I haven't spoken about this on the podcast. I haven't really spoken about it with you guys either. Mm. I just want to say like a massive thank you for my wedding present. You guys oh. you guys uh, sent me to the secret cinema. See, mm-hmm. uh, it was it was Guardians of the Galaxy 2. Yes. And it was such a, such a fun time. You like... You dress up as Ravagers, there's loads of different Ravager teams, and you basically become part of them and you have to win. You have to win points and credits mm. during the time before the film by doing different challenges and stuff. And there's like dance-offs you have to do. There's that you go in, you go to visit the collector and you have to like sell stuff to him. So you're supposed to you're supposed to bring stuff from home, like CDs, mixtapes, and you sell it. You sell stuff to him and say, This is how much I want for it. Zoe sold me. Mm. She sold me. I was happy to go. She couldn't have gone very much for you. you. She didn't get very more much. Camels. Someone got more for a mixtape. So. <laughs> <laughs> but it was a lot of fun. Had some nice dim sum. Did you take a mixtape? I didn't because I only realised when we were on the way there that you were supposed to take stuff. No. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> but she sold me. It, it made this little joke with the collector, so it was fine. Very you know, good. It, it made it all worth it because who else was selling their own husband? That's true. So that's it's good. So people that probably night. Probably. <laughs> And what does it mean when you collect the points for each other? When you collect points? Um, it, they're basically, it all ends up in this massive conclusion where uh, everyone's celebrating the team who won and then it's like the massive cinematic thing happens before the actual film starts where the collector comes along, drains everyone's credits, they have group captive in this little cage and it's little cute little puppet that's like moving he's like help <laughs> you don't say help me because he says well, I'm group but uh, oh, of course he does and then all the all the guardians come in they're fighting and it, it's like a massive visual 3D everywhere experience you've got to like watch everything at the same time but it's fun it's a lot of fun and then we went and watched it in a spacecraft and how was that the actual film yeah it, watching it in that setting it was it was very good I mean I, I love I love the film so it was great thank you for getting a film i actually liked that's and how much um, we and i love you that i couldn't think of anything worse <laughs> but <laughs> it ain't my present <laughs> send him away yeah i will not go <laughs> we were going to get you a different film but what was the film we were going to get him dirty dancing but yeah. Zoe, we worked correct. out that Zoe already was going to that. In fact, funnily enough, been... we worked it out be- simply because we asked you for some date options that you were available, mm. and you were like, "Oh, Zoe's at some dirty dancing thing that night." And me and Adam were like, "Oh shit!" <laughs> <laughs> and uh, Zoe would have actually that would have been the th- if you did get it, that would have been the third time she's been. 
to Dirty Dancing. Yeah, she's yeah, good job her, then. Her eh? mate got it. Her mate got it for her, and she didn't realise she'd already been. So it would be the third, like the second time someone made a mistake. By I mean, I think I think we made the right call anyway. Regardless, getting you Guardians rather than Dirty Dancing, right? Because th- in hindsight, dirt, even though you were taken with Dirty Dancing as an mm-hmm. immersive experience, Guardians of the Galaxy is more up your alley, right? Than something yeah, that's yeah, sure. For sure. Based around young folks dancing the blues. <laughs> Although I'd probably say Dirty Dancing is a better film. I, I mean, I'm in no doubt that it is. Yeah. Without yeah. even having seen the, the shite. That. <laughs> the shite. That man. <laughs> can we talk about the fact that that man, I hope, never works again for the rest of his hideous little life? Is Chris Pratt? Yeah. All of this talk. You're of- not going to go through the new Mario movie? No. I, I still don't understand how it's going to work no, in that Mario movie. No, of course not. Chris Pratt should never work again. Let's it work better than the other Mario everyone's movie. Everyone's cancelled, right? So many people get cancelled mm. for various reasons and indiscretions. Rightly so, sometimes. Wrongly so, other times. This man is a homophobic right-wing Republican. You can't cancel someone for being right-wing or mm. a Republican. But when he's a member of a church that is uh, so homophobic, I think we can. Well, we all know what the church does. It's very protective of his people. Yeah, I know. And he married Schwarzenegger's daughter. It's, it's almost like a power move. It was like, I need to get in with A, the Republicans, and B, Hollywood. I'm coming for Schwarzenegger's daughter. <laughs> a big, strong Republican actor. I'm coming for his daughter. I'm coming oh, for you. You insidious little beast, Chris <laughs> Pratt. You Pratt. If ever there was a aptly named individual, it's he. <laughs> <laughs> well said there you go but I'm glad you enjoyed the present that's the main thing I enjoyed the present I enjoyed it very much how long so. was the experience uh, we were probably there for a good four or five hours that's nice that's a good length of time yeah fuck yeah. me man you got to think the film the film's like over t- two hours I think so like maybe three. just on the cusp of two hours so yeah it's like three hours just walking around just doing shit that's nice. And you had to come into London for it as well, like a big boy. Uh, it, it, it wasn't that far into London. It was, it was only Wembley. Oh, that's very convenient for you, if travelling yeah. to London. Yeah, and I was, we were at my mum's as well, so it wasn't too far. Um, yeah, it was, it was. we didn't know we were going the right way. It's so far into an, like an industrial uh, estate. They it have to like be, don't they? Because they have to yeah. sort of like... They did the dirty dancing one around the corner from me. <clears throat> oh, did they? In mm-hmm. Gunnersbury Park. Nice. Mm. And I used to see all the old women get off the bus when I was in the gym. <laughs> I used to walk them down for acting <laughs> in their in their vests and yeah. tight denim but shorts. Everyone there looks like they're going to some type of well people festival. <laughs> old people festival. <laughs> they're all dressed up like they're going to a festival, but I was like, this is not the time of year for it. <laughs> these immersive experiences are like really taking off now, aren't they? Like, mm. I know Secret Cinema has been around for a long time, but all these sort of like spin-off ones, yeah. everything's getting an immersive experience. They were as well. They're like three hundred pound a ticket. Yeah, crazy money. That Peaky Blinders one, I think, is like two hundred if you want to have, like, the dinner that's included in it. The trouble is, until you've done it, you don't. Know. The the problem with these immersive things is you have to be around and interact for the most part with other people. <laughs> mm. yeah. The one we got you for your wedding. That was similar, wasn't it? But it was with Mill, wasn't it? That was sitting around a table with other people that I don't know. Like Wagamama. Oh, he hated it. <laughs> it was very pleasant. <laughs> I went to Phantom Peak for Jenny's birthday last weekend, which is this thing in Canada Water, where it's like a steampunk town. So it's kind of like Westworld, but it has modern tech in it. And there's something like 16 different trails you can do. You get five-hour booking and you have to interact with all the townspeople. Everyone's in character, like Westworld. And that was oh, very I cool. I didn't it was like that. That's yeah, cool. It was very cool. And we only managed... We only completed three trails. We were just about to complete the fourth, but we were started running out of time. But you can you can just get so distracted in there. Like You can just be in the saloon and just be drinking in the bar, in the saloon. You can go... There's all sorts of fun things you can do there. It's very good. Very good. Oh, that does sound fun. How is Jenny now? Is she good? Yeah, she's returned a negative COVID test, and I'm pretty sure that I'm about to turn up a positive COVID test. I think after two years and nine months, it may have finally caught me. But I tested yesterday, and I was negative. I don't feel good, and I'd be very strange if I didn't get it. But if I don't, bottle my blood and inject it into your cells. (laughs) Because I made it a strong stuff. That's a Donald Trump shit. I'll be watching Weird Al Yankovic by myself. You'll be watching Weird Al by yourself, yeah. Right, should we move on? 
to talk about, well, almost talk about the actual film. Should we do the staple of every episode? But before that, let's just say quickly that we got a Patreon channel, www.patreon.com forward slash filmbusters. We have exclusive content. You can come on the episode. You can suggest films for us to watch or talk about. So you should go over there. And after this episode, we're doing our monthly roundup, which we do every month, talking about the best and worst films we've watched. And it's a lot of fun. You should check it out. Yeah. But first, let's listen to this episode, which is about the 2018 film Anderdon by Sriram Raghaven. I hope I pronounced that right. I'm sure you did. I couldn't tell you any of their names. Mm. Shall we move on to the staple of every episode, though, Ben? Uh, yes. Shall we move on to the staple of every episode, Adam? Yes. Because um, even though this podcast is recorded a week late, uh, Ben's still a lazy bastard. And he hasn't actually done a quiz. So I was like, fuck it. I'll do a quiz. I think of some questions. Um, bearing in mind, I did this after the film had finished. So I couldn't <laughs> be like watching the film going, oh, that would be a good question. <laughs> yeah. So do you want to know the scores? Do the scores on the doors. Yeah. It's actually 19 for Ben. 17 for you Adam you're the you're the lowest so you can you can give them really hard questions now just to boost your score up if you wanted to mm. they're not I'm hard they're gettable but gettable they're gettable questions Ben good I need gettable oh, yeah but I'm I'm winning at the moment with 26 points all right let's let's see okay. how we do they both require knowledge of life not films so you're oh right. shit okay. fucked okay 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 question number one what does the word anderdom mean in blind. English? Blind. Dumpel. I, I, made, I made sure I looked it up because I was like, I wanted to know what that word is. Oh, oh, shit. I was looking it up and I was like, I bet you Paul's looked this up. Like I would never have known that. Never. I was just interested just to know what it actually meant, but I, was, I would have thought it meant like a more than that. <laughs> yeah, I was a bit like, oh, is it just blind? Like yeah. the title is just blind. Yeah. Okay. I'm sure the film was originally going to be called something like The Blind Piano Player Who Something Something and they were like, yeah, you can't call it who that. Who had a putty tat? <laughs> yeah, who had a putty tat? A putty tat. Very good. Okay. Well done. And question number two. At the end of the film, when it says somewhere in Europe, can anyone name me the city that they're actually Ooh, in? Good I'm going to guess it is uh, Vienna. Nope. I'm going to say... Good question, that one. We're saying city, yeah? Yeah. Uh, Berlin? Nope. It's Krakow in Poland. Oh. Mm, how did you know this? I noticed questions. I, I went there about two years ago and I noticed it straight. It's like oh, in the main oh. square. That like, is like I recognise that. And then, nice. Then when you count the questions. I These are the kinds of questions note. we could have if Adam wins one year. These are good questions. We should have yeah. them. These are good like questions, that. Adam. They're better than what I do. I'm very surprised at you, Adam. Yeah. And it's only yeah. fitting that he should get a point from one of his own questions. Yes, they look, of I told course. You they, were, they were gettable questions. You just had to have outside knowledge. <laughs> yeah, that was, that was, I reckon Not remember a poem yeah. from in the film. <laughs> what? Not remember, like in the oh, last yeah, one, yeah, did you yeah. ask us about a poem? Black as sin. Yeah. <laughs> so, we end with Ben on 19, Adam on 18, he's on his tails, and I'm on 27. Shall we talk about Anderdon? Let's go to Anderdon. Right, so our innocent eyes, some of our innocent eyes, are watching a Bollywood film for the first time. Is that right, Ben? Yes, this is my first ever Bollywood film. The only thing that comes close is Slumdog, and that is not Bollywood. No, I wouldn't count that as Bollywood. Imitation. That's like having Imitation. a korma. I love a korma. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, 
This is a spoiler episode. Today we're talking about Anderdom from 2018 by Shuram Raghaven. This is a spoiler episode. We'll go straight into spoilers, no hanging around. So if you haven't seen it, we're going to ruin it for you terribly. So you better go watch it and come back or just let it get ruined for yourselves. Normally I tell you some actors who have been it before. We've never done any of these actors before in the podcast, so I can't say anything. Adam, would you like to explain the plot, please? Yeah, so this film is about a man who's blind. Or is, or he, is he? Or is he not? And there's a lot of twists and turns in this film. And there's a cat. There's some murder. Um, there's some piano playing. Um, yeah. And there's some crossing over and mischievous plans behind people. Good, good gracious. Very good. That was a very good... Uh, Nothing is as it seems. We, the audience, are blind to everything. Mm. Oh my god. Have you ever done a better plot description? I know. That's what they should have put on their, their thing. That plot description may be better than the film itself. <laughs> we shall see soon. <laughs> shall we do our first impressions? Oh, please. Yes. So this is my pick. I get to decide what order we do our first impressions. Good. I let's just do let's just do Phil Muscle's order. I'll just go first. Okay, so this isn't necessarily my first Bollywood film, but it's it's like it's still a little bit hard to grasp the tone. And like going into this film for about the first fifteen minutes, everything just felt like so jumbled and it was hard to see how anything was linked to like the random assortment of characters and uh, like things we were coming across. But um, then around the time he revealed that he was not blind, I was like, oh. Spoilers. That is like surprising. And then a whole like host of other unexpected things like happened. My favourite character, the sweet old actor, Mr. Do- Doan. <laughs> Oh yeah, he got killed. Yeah, I was like, oh, I quite liked him. <laughs> right, <laughs> and then uh, taboo blinding him for real. These random guys trying to take his kidneys. We just come across these really like moments that just kind of sprung out. I was like, wow, the, I thought this was quite a straightforward plot, and then it's just like these random things just occurring. It was all very enjoyable until I I suddenly realised I was clock watching. Mm-hmm. Right, it's like for what felt to be the film was wrapping up. It still had like over thirty minutes left, and I was like, shit. And then it was 20 minutes left. And I was like, that was only fucking 10 minutes. What's going on? <laughs> I just kept checking like the clock. And it felt like the back end was just really dragging, even though I was still kind of enjoying it to some to some extent. It was it was good. I had a, I had a good time, but I'd, I'd really felt that runtime. I felt that runtime a lot. That's my first impressions. Boy, felt that okay. length. Um, I'm going to agree to you on the fact that I felt the length a lot. Um, yeah, like you said, it was just like, how was it, was it two hours 20, the film? Was it 2.40, I think? Was it that long? Maybe it was 2.20. It felt like 2.40. I think it, was, I think it was just over two. Um, yeah, but it it felt every inch of it. Um, and also, I just felt the whole storyline, the whole way through was just so convoluted like you said it was just so jumbled and it didn't really it kind of steadied it out for a bit and then suddenly they would go let's just jumble it all up again and it kind of it just felt like it was too much all the time it was like let's make twists and turns for the sake of it like they didn't allow anything to pay off they didn't give anything a long enough time to like establish itself into the storyline and then pay off for the next twist to then be oh no they've gone back on themselves they've gone forward on themselves and it just kind of leaves you like what it's yeah it's just very erratic and it's um but it's still enjoyable and then you like you said paul you get to like an hour and a bit in and you realize you've got half an hour left and you're like okay this isn't when's this gonna end now and every ending felt every like yeah. scene towards the end felt like an ending it was like in batman when it was just slowly the last half hour every five minutes you're like that's an ending and then it goes oh no we've got another bit coming here like and I feel like they should have ended it on certain points and they could have ended the ending that they did they should have included it into the story and not the way they did it but we'll talk about that in a bit yeah I agree with most of the things that you two have said as well yes I felt the length very early on I started feeling the length but there were enough 
little surprises and twists along the way that each time, just when it was, I thought the film was about to lose me, it twisted slightly and it made me go, huh, okay. And then I was like, okay, I'm coming along. But you're right, I never considered this, Adam. They didn't leave long enough to pay off some of the twists, like when those people reveal themselves to actually wanting to be harvesting his organs. The turnaround is so quick between that and then being like, oh, but we can actually use him to get money from that woman. And it's like the, the double cross that then happens on the back of that comes too quickly so that's probably why it feels so fucking jumbled all the way through as well i think the main problem uh for this film and it's not the film's fault it's from my fault as a viewer i'm assuming maybe the case for you too but if you know bollywood better it might may, may re- resonate it's not having context for bollywood films and i feel like so much of this was almost like a homage to classic Bollywood films like the mm. the older man was like this classic Bollywood actor I have no point of reference for that I don't have a point of reference for the character of Taboo who I've subsequently read is sort of like uh, spoofing some of the past roles that she's played so perhaps for the, for a Bollywood audience they would really dig that but I have no frame of reference for that so it's just falling flat so a lot of that's just dragging out I really don't care for putting songs in films unless you're going to be a musical like a musical musical I don't want songs in films and I, I was grateful that there wasn't many but every time that they popped up I'm like come on man this does nothing for me too much was disconnected um, it felt like loads of genres into one which was kind of fun but also kind of like I can't get the measure of this film so I couldn't really fully immerse myself and say that I enjoyed it but I wasn't I wasn't bored, but I was struggling with the length of it all. I think that's a good way of saying it. Yeah, I wasn't like, I need to turn this off, I'm bored, I'm still enjoying it all. Mm. And even apart from all the criticisms that we've kind of just spoken about, um, but at the same time, it was like, yeah, like, where where were we going with the film? Like, you mm. should have established it by now, like... So, I mean, here's the big question. What is the film about? What is the message of the film? What are you meant to take from it is like if, if someone said oh why do you recommend Anderton to me you'd be like because it's a film about it's almost like a it plays out like the way a road movie would where it has like one kind of direction but then it's just loads and loads of random stuff happens that's in like not really connected but it's kind mm. of goes along with the main storyline and that's the only way I can really describe it it's like just loads of different stories latched onto one singular story where it's yeah. some guy who wants to be who wants to go and move to Europe to be a piano player and he pretends to be blind and then <laughs> and he then gets made blind is, mm. yeah and then they're and like we'll make you unblind and then <laughs> yeah. but does he he doesn't get unblind no <laughs> or is he blind he, he might still be unblind at the end <laughs> unblind. So he, he's, he's he's he can see at the end right I don't think he can, can he? Yeah, so that final shot when he's walking. Oh, yeah, he did. He oh, did. yes. He yes, picks yes, it up, yes, the he? can out of the way. Yes. And I yes. think the, I filmmakers, the filmmakers probably thought, oh, this is a really cool moment. But I had to rewind it because I was like, huh? And I was like, I was like, all oh, right, he hits a can. I was like, they end it after watching so much movie to mm. end it with him whacking a can. I thought, hang on, that can't be the big reveal that it must have been there must have been something just before that as well and then when I played it back I was like this means nothing I don't care if this guy can see anymore surely he should learn that not to lie to that girl again for the second time in his life like mm. well see see that girl character she was wasted because they set her up yeah. to be quite significant in the plot and yeah. then when he when Taboo is with him in his apartment and she finds out we just drop her from the story for like an hour yeah, hour absolutely. and a half and then he visits her or she visits him at the end and it's like we've lost she's been out of the story for so long she has no mm. resonance to this anymore her like making yeah. amends with him means nothing to us now it plays it out as if it's some kind of massive lost love that exactly that, like we've experienced through the whole whole length of the film that we really care about but it's like yeah. you weren't really in it <laughs> so it why should we care I about felt, this it no. felt to me they were going they were going for that La 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 landing, and that's when she walked into that thing and saw him mm, playing. I was like, they're just doing La La Land here. And that would have been kind of a little nice way to end it. I think that's kind of the sorrow that he could have ended it on with like him being blind. He doesn't know that she's there. Mm. And like mm. the person he wants the most is in the room, but he has now. Yeah, that's true. Because he's lied and fucked around and mm. yeah. Been yeah, bad, I think, yeah, it would have played better. She's yeah. there. 
but and then they go and have a coffee and he explains it all and again it was like double twist double twist I know. double twist mm. when i think yeah they could have maybe worked that out in the actual yeah it definitely could have ended there couldn't it in that in that bar with him playing piano and not knowing mm. it's her and then she blind. goes to fucking like she she's in the car she drives away and then she goes back to kill him and then someone shoots at her yeah, see, that's like what you're saying, Paul, is like it's a bunch of random things that are tagged in. Like they open the movie with that terrible CGI rabbit. Is it rabbit? Yeah. 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 And the and shot and the crash. The and then at the end. they got more budget by the end of it. Yeah, it comes back at the end. And it's like, what? So? So? Why? Like, why Why is this connected? And why should I care? Like, mm. it's almost like someone did a bunch of post-it notes like we could make this film right we could just go each of us do an idea right put them in one here's an example each of us come up with a completely random scenario like man shoots at a rabbit but ends up shooting a car out go each of us do one Mm. um uh then ronald a guy dressed as ronald mcdonald walks out into the roadway um and a bunch of balloons from a nearby party drift over a fence we see a shot of that and go on adam and then the cafe blows up Okay, so what you've got going on here, yeah, is what did you say about Ronald McDonald? This is how we're walking across the road. So Ronald McDonald is walking across the road, yeah? Mm -hmm. As he's walking, the balloons from the nearby party drift across and past him, and we see him watching them. Cut to people sitting in a cafe talking about their lost love, and they're finally reconnecting. They're about to, they're so glad they found each other. And as the balloons drift towards the cafe Ronald McDonald pulls out a gun and shoots them and you find out there's actually explosives in them which blows up the cafe and it's like fine you have a few ideas and you stitch them together but Mm. that's so it doesn't mean anything (laughs) this is this is the thing with uh, what makes film right and it's like a cohesive story that's all kind of stitched together properly whereas I kind of felt like this was trying to this was almost like this is what life is just a rant like mm. things aren't all played out like they should and random things happen and because it's like the it just so happens that the man trying to shoot with the rabbit is actually now hitting the car that was supposed to hit the, yeah. <laughs> hit the guy it's like this is just how life plays out but it's not necessarily works when it's just in a story kind nice. of thing you know it's just freak accidents and I think because it can't, it's not a believable story by any stretch of the imagination. Yeah. And it kind mm. of isn't, it isn't pitched well enough for you to be from the off, oh, this is just going to be a, a romp, an adventure. It kind of pitches itself early on as kind of slightly believable. Mm. Like I, when you started watching it, did you think, oh, okay, I can't be taking any of this seriously? I was like, okay, I have to take this seriously. Mm. And then yeah. as the twist started happening, it was like, okay, where's this shit come from? I mean, although I did really, if it wasn't for the twists, I would be so fucking bored. Yeah. Even more so, like mm. seeing as soon as as soon as so when you realise he's not blind, I was like, okay, it really it did pique my interest. I was yeah. like, oh, okay. And then in the apartment where you find out the actor's been killed, that was I thought that was a really great piece of storytelling. Yeah, Just that was done like, well. Wow, they, he's he has to pretend he's blind here. It was a very good and, scene. Very good yeah. scene, yeah. And the whole fact that he walks into that bathroom and you're thinking, okay, this is where he's going to start breaking down, freaking out. Why is he still washing his hands? Because there's a fucking guy standing in there with a gun. It's, it's like clever. It's, it's very well shot. Yeah, that was. And very, like, very good storytelling. Yeah. And those are the bits I really liked, but it's in, it's like, but now you want to do other things on top of that? And it's like, it's just getting a bit too messy. And yeah. I would have preferred it if we had stayed... Like, if it, the film was always going to be the length that it was, I'd have preferred it if we'd stayed with the characters from the first half of the film than the second half. Because even though that that doctor, who was like shady doctor and having to deal with his family and stuff, was mm. kind of a slightly funny character, I got yeah. I just didn't like that part of the yeah, story, that second, at, second half. It could almost be a, a different film. Yeah. In some senses. But those well, characters even, from the first to the bit where Even to the bit where he's... Like, I think, that, I think the, the, like the base idea of this guy who's pretending to be blind for his art and he gets caught up in this murder murder scheme mm. and the fact that he walks into the police station it's like okay I, could, I just have to confess that I'm not blind and then the fucking police chief is the guy that she's been sleeping with it's like it's know, very good it's I was good. I 
totally didn't clock until like 15 minutes later that that's, oh, really? that's who that guy was. <laughs> because when he went in there, I was like, oh, why have you bottled it? Is it because yeah. they're leaning in intently and you're like, oh, this is too much pressure? I didn't, I didn't clock. Yeah. But surely, this is the thing. Surely, if you are that police chief, right, mm-hmm. at that moment when he walks in and says, I'm come to report a murder and then immediately talks about his cat when yeah. he's looking at you. If you're that police chief, you're like, right, well, this guy's not fucking blind. He's seen me. He's coming well, here, and now he's backing down because he's seen me again. <laughs> that's that's the whole point, really, because he immediately after that goes to his apartment with him. To yeah, find but, he do, but he doesn't kill him, or he doesn't yeah, like t- try and take him out. He's just like still suspicious to see. But I mean, would you? Would you? If if you, if it was all an accident, he killed himself, didn't he? The, did he kill himself? The, the the husband. He accidentally killed himself. I can't remember. He picks up his own gun and accidentally kills himself. I can't sure. remember. It's been. I can't remember. Then. Yeah, I think I don't think the police like no one. He, I'm sure he picked up the gun because it was on the table next to where he he was standing when he saw him in the bedroom. Mm. And then I think he, from memory, I think he accidentally shot himself. And then they're trying to clear up what happened. Mm. I mean, it would have been easy just to say that he killed himself <laughs> to, to yeah. try and cover up the death. Yeah, it would have. But I feel like because that was not the what they did. He didn't go out his way to kill him. Yeah. It's not to say that he's a murderer who's going to try and go around killing everyone. So I don't think he would immediately jump to, I, I need to kill this guy. I wish I'd realised that more then. Because I think I kind of assumed that they had killed him. I, I, It obviously passed me by or I must have looked away at the moment when he shot himself. Because that changes the dynamic of that whole it doesn't, thing slightly. It, you don't see it. You don't see it. So oh, it's, right. it's, you're, you're, you're made to assume that they killed him. Yeah. But later on in the story, um, she says that it's not what you think. He actually he actually killed himself. Can she be trusted though? Yeah, that's the thing. Can she? When you're when she's fucking poisoning your religious offerings. Is this the bit when she's shooting <laughs> through the wall? Is it his wife shooting through the wall? That's the cop's wife shooting when he's in the bathroom. Yeah, in the bathroom. Yeah. She fi- she finds out that um he he was sleeping with her. He's cheating. Yeah. Mm. Uh. Some positives. I did uh, like the taboo character, and it was interesting that you had to go to Bollywood to get a lead female character just doing her thing. Because like her whole thing wasn't just based on her relationship to a man. It was like she had her own fucking story. And I like how she kind of mm. fucked off and just made her own life without him in it as well. Yeah. Like so many films, we've had a single, and like at the end of it, they would have got back together. Oh, I see what you're talking about. I, I, okay, yeah, you mean the, the, the one girl, the girl from the first oh, hour. Yeah. No, 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 that's true. And her as well, yeah, I guess that's true because they're not back together. Like I don't know anyone's name in this film. I can't remember anyone. Well, I only know Taboo because Paul said it up front. I didn't, mm. didn't fucking remember. Taboo is the woman who is married yeah, to Taboo, the older Akash, actor. Akash, the main guy. Sophie's mm-hmm. the girlfriend. Okay. Sophie's a very Western name. Yeah. But I like that she... Like even at the end, you kind of didn't know if you could trust her or not because when she was like, okay, when he, when she had her blindfold on and was tied up, no, I can't remember how it was, but she had to navigate him to helping her get out of that chair. And it's like, is she going to turn on him? Yes, she is. And mm-hmm. then the doctor sides with him during the struggle and then he's in the car with the doctor and she's in the fucking back. And mm-hmm. then he's like, we can't leave her there we can't just leave her for dead but then she kills the doctor and then she gets in the car all that way I was like I don't know can we trust her are they is she going to be like okay now that I've heard you saying you couldn't leave me back there I'm going to let you live but no she was Mm. still going to fucking kill him I think she was going to get away with it and then she was like fuck it like I can't Mm. live with the stress that he's still out there yeah (laughs) let me just do him in yeah I think she was quite a good layered (laughs) she was she was she was yeah yeah, and I did like it, her and it was a good end for her, really. Just just to see her like she's literally like I'm about to kill him, and it's like yeah. you have to die now. You've gone too far. I would have I would have liked it if she hadn't tried to kill him at the end, though, because mm. then it would have. Yeah, that I think that's been when a it got a bit like you're making twists for the sake of yeah. like you said, like you got your things, you're making it now. Like you yeah. just let him drive away, and then he could have been shot by the fucking. It would have worked better. And the I didn't need the, the hair. Yeah, that, that whole shooting the hair thing is just like, why? Why put that in? It's not like clever. Mm. It's not like I went, oh, and that's the rabbit shot from the beginning. It's like, <laughs> so? So what? So because you show, showed us at the beginning that we're going, oh, okay. <laughs> I'd, honestly, I think that you would like this film a hell of a lot more if you were a big fan of 
Bollywood films. I mean, I I still enjoyed this film. I'm never going to go back and watch it. Like, no, I'll never watch it again. I don't hate this film. I think we're obviously picking out negatives in it because mm. I think they do overshadow it. But at the end of the day, it's still an enjoyable film. And I think it's it's, it's a cultural thing. It's a totally mm. it's a cultural. I thought they were going to have a dance at the end of it. Don't they normally have dances at the end? I'm surprised. Mm. I was surprised there wasn't more. I expected I expected dancing, synchronized dancing. Was this a Netflix film? Uh, I don't know. Like, was it? I don't know. I feel I like it could have been Netflix. It felt like it had a Netflix edge to it and like I maybe think like the English being spoken throughout the film instead of all just Well maybe it's maybe Bollywood as an industry is moving away from that stuff. Like I haven't seen enough of those films but I'm as like whenever you hear Bollywood instinctively mind goes to groups of men and women in traditional yeah. Indian dress dancing and, and singing these songs, yeah. But maybe that is like an outdated version of Bollywood and that, yeah. that isn't the case. I remember what was that film it's a couple of years ago, White Tiger? Yeah, yeah. Where at the very end, mm. all of the men, all of the boys come in their uniform and they're moving towards the camera and you and it's almost built to this point where it's like they're going to suddenly dance right at the very end of the film, but then they will just stop and look at the camera and they stare and then it cuts to the credits. And I remember thinking, that must be like, fuck you, we're not doing that. You think yeah. you know how we do our cinema here. That's not how we do it. I mean, yeah. actually, is that, a, is that considered... What is considered Bollywood? Is it just... Any film that comes out of India, well, I yeah, it's so, like yeah. any film that comes out of Hollywood, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, but so, but not every film that comes out of America is a Hollywood film. Is Bollywood has it specifically got to be dancing? Is what I mean, or no, is I Bollywood just, just got to be made in, in that India? area? Mm. Yeah. Like it's just where it comes. From. Hollywood is like films that come out of well, LA. I guess isn't White it? Tiger is my first Indian film. Was it? Was it though? Wasn't he an American guy? Who the guy in White Tiger? The director. Yeah, but you can make it out of. Bollywood, you don't have to be Indian to make but it. But then, in if you're living Bollywood. in America, you're American, can you make a Bollywood film? Well, like Denny Villeneuve, mm. The June, that's, I guess, a Hollywood film. That's Bollywood. <laughs> <laughs> I I agree, like, just the. Not having that exposure to that many Bollywood films is kind of hard to get a grasp of what. Is this film what Bollywood films are like? Is this actually a comedy? Because I didn't necessarily find it that funny. Is this like a all about comedy in Bollywood? Culturally funny, again, I think. Yeah. It would be funny in that... Like, so, I kept thinking about um, my... I have a... Where I work, I have a board member who's like 85, who's from India, and his son. And I kept thinking, if I was them watching this film, Mm. I could imagine... The dads, the older dads, getting a lot of joy joy out of all the hijinks and all of that and really yeah. enjoying all of that. And I could imagine the son th- thinking, this is quite good. This is quite uh, progressive. It's playing off of some of our older tropes. Mm. Equally, so that's what I mean. Yeah. I, I think it would be seen as quite light, a light-hearted, light, easily like accessible. Well, I guess with Indian families, they all kind of stick together as well, don't you? You have many generations living in one house. You don't tend to move away like... Mm. we do in western society so they probably have got to appeal to all angles of a, a family at all time like pixars and i don't know yeah that's true that can't, we can't mm. really speak for them can we if anyone knows about bollywood films put it in the comments and that's a very true we'll comment talk. though that's a very mm. true comment mm. it's very true but and that's, that's the thing i like maybe maybe because did you did you both watch it on your own yeah maybe that was maybe that's the thing I'm I'm sure Chelsea didn't watch this. <laughs> no, no. Sorry, just assuming. No. I had but, to watch um, it. Yeah, I just yeah. squeeze it in because I thought we were going to record it last week, and now I've got a whole week. To- yeah. <laughs> like maybe watching this in a group. Like I can imagine. Like imagine like Sunday evening with your whole like a whole massive family just watching this one film. I feel like just having the kind of discussion between you joking about it. I feel maybe it might play a little better. I, uh, mm. you're right. If it was a communal experience as well, like if, if, even if you went to see it in a cinema or, as you say, if you just had a bunch of people around or family around and you were watching it, you would probably have yeah. more of a fun time with it. But I think, and that's fine, I think a film should stand on its own, though. Yeah. You should, it has to, like, I hate those ones where it's like, bring your friends or mm. you must see it with an audience full of people. They say this about horror films a lot and stuff like, yeah. absolutely see it with an audience full of people. So I don't know. It, make it work on its own. If I need other people going, oh, oh, that was good. Oh shit, that was scary. It's like it's like watching a sitcom with a fucking laugh track. Do you know what I watched mm. again the other day with people, and it actually helped the film a lot. Was Tenant. Tenant. Just fucking still calling it Tenant, mate. 
Um, but where was the helped. owner? <clears throat> um, tenant. But yeah, it um it helped a lot. Like just talking through elements of the plot, and because there was a lot going on in that film, it it does it helped a lot. And also, you know, it helped a lot having subtitles. On it. Oh yeah, that would help. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Bore off with that though. But I I do believe that every film has a should be experienced in its own unique way like going to watch for example uh Blair Witch I'd say mm. that's perfect to sit at home watching on your own in the dark oh yes and then going for like a communal experience it's pe- it definitely depends on what genre genre maybe like a maybe a slasher or something like that could be better appeal to a bigger audience yeah but i would with jump scares i would hate that though because that would absolutely remove it from me i'd rather watch it at home by myself than in a theater full of people who are like screaming or jumping because you you have to be quiet for me if you're going to be noisy in the cinema it's never going to add to to it for Mm. me Mm. the only thing i the only thing i guess it might work is for a comedy when people laugh at the funny bits but then equally When you see when people laugh at every fucking thing, mm. and you're like, "Yeah, but that bit wasn't funny. That bit wasn't funny." Funny to oh. somebody, Ben. Yeah, I know, but I, it's just I may, I may as well just laugh. You're just too miserable. I'll laugh now. when I made when someone makes me laugh. You know, there's only one film that that needs to be experienced in the group, and it's not very good on your own. And that's Hard Ticket to Hawaii. <laughs> yeah, yeah, stuff like that, absolute <laughs> trash like that. You should, yeah, and Jackass. You need to watch that in a group. But see, now check that out. Jackass is a good example. When I was in Canada back in 2010, Jackass 3D came out and we went to see it in Vancouver in its multiplex. And there was this group of boys, young teenagers, like three or four of them. And every time a stunt happened, regardless of what it was, this one was going, ah, ha, 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 and he was slapping his leg. Like, who slaps their leg? Like, that's a, an old man's thing from the 1920s, <laughs> slapping his thigh while he was laughing. And it's like, it's not that funny, mate. Like, we've just seen a stunt. That bit wasn't even funny. It's just, we're seeing something. <laughs> oh, nothing ruins <laughs> things like other people. <laughs> the South Park Canadians. Canadians are the best, mate. I fucking love them. We'd like to go to They're the best people. Should we give our final reactions then to this film? Hang on a minute. Give our I want to talk about a kitty, cats. Okay, there wasn't enough of it. There wasn't enough in it. I was very misled by that poster. It kind of got thrown in halfway through. It's like, oh, he's suddenly got a cat. He was there from the 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 cat come from the first half? They spent more time focusing on him pouring out the cat's milk and and whatnot Mm. than they did on the cat itself. And every time that cat turned up... Maybe they only had 20 minutes with the cat. That cat Mm. was definitely not eating and drinking what he was putting down because that cat was so scrawny. At some point, I did think they had a CGI cat as well. No, it was a goodie. It was a goodie. It was a, it was a were you worried that he was going to die when she was in the apartment? Oh yes, it drinks. Yes. It drinks the stuff that she poisoned him with. Oh to make yes, him blind. I thought that was going to happen. Yeah. So here's something: the cat could be blind. When maybe I'm going to worried now. I'm going to rewatch. I'm going to rewatch this bit here. When she comes in to Boo and um, she brings him the offering from yep. uh, the funeral, she brings him. There's a little food or drink or something, and she gives it to him. Right. Mm-hmm. As she gives it to him, she sort of turns away. And while I was watching it for the first time, it appeared to me that he was already suspicious and he discarded the offering. But then five minutes passes and after he's knocked the drink to the side, he starts fainting and goes, what was in that offering? And when I was watching that, I was thinking, oh, he's faking it because I saw him throw it off to the side. But then no. I thought thought he he ate it. I thought he ate it. But then the cat drinks it, Ben, and then the cat gets blind. That's why we don't see the cat again. But it wasn't in the drink. Was it? No, it was the food. It was the offering. Yeah, but he did. But she did <laughs> so put the, it in the drink that he knocked on the floor. Oh yeah, she the, did. yeah, 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 yeah. She did. I just yeah, want to see was, that scene. I'm sure yeah. that he threw it to the side because I tell you what, maybe it was maybe a big he double was never muff. blind, and maybe he just put his contact lenses in. Completely. Exactly. Maybe he was never blind because he never ate that offering, and he was faking it, which is why at the very and that end makes he can't see why like you can have surgery to make people. There's no surgery that can make people unblind. <laughs> Ben's like, if that happened, this is a fucking 10 out of 10 film. God, how far into the film do you think it is before she blinds him? Hour 20. Yeah, hour 40. pretty much. It's like hour 15. <laughs> right, here she is. is right. She's coming in with the offering. Right. Oi! Oi! Boys, I'm telling you. Watch this. It is sleight of hand. He was never blind. Man, this is, if this is true, this is incredible. Paul. 
He's just gone full South London and just. <laughs> right. Can you see? Can you see this? Watch. Yes. Okay. Yes. Watch. Watch what he does when she gives it. I know there's a lot of reflection there, but watch. He pretends to eat it and watch him palm it off. Look at that hand going down. He fakes it. He makes it look like he's putting it into his mouth. Then he brushes okay. that hand over his head. Okay. Right. Slight of hand. Right. It's like an hour and four <laughs> minutes in. Yeah, hour okay. and four minutes. Here. Okay. So, watch one hand. One hand slides across his hair, and the other one puts the food down on the floor. Here we go. Up to his mouth, but not really in, and slides it over his hair. And the hand, yeah. the right hand, his right hand is the one that always has the offering in. Check it. His right hand always has the offering in. The hand he puts up to his mouth has nothing in. The right hand has the food. Oh, yeah, yeah, mm. yeah, I see. Oi. I see. He's never blind then. I mean, but. I don't know if that holds up, because when he's by himself, he would surely be acting... Yes. I knew, was, uh, mate, I knew that was the fucking case. The first time I watched it, I was like, they're going to reveal this at some point. Maybe he went true blindness and made her feel guilty and thought... I think that's a fucking big old Easter egg there, I think. Maybe you have to contact the director and ask him. Oh, how can we discuss... This is the only place to discuss this, it's here. Let's get a hashtag, did he throw the food, trending on Twitter. So, he was asleep though, right? Like, somehow that knocked him out. No, no, so... I mean, he did fall asleep, yes. And, and maybe and he was proper unconscious as well. You can't... She was the girlfriend the comes... But, but see, originally, when I was watching... Because at that point, I saw that and I thought, okay, he's not... Um, he's not ingested it. So when he spills the drink on the floor, it's because he knows at that point that she's trying to poison him because he's mm. just seen it happen. And then she pulls the gun or the knife, whatever it is, on him. And then I think in that moment, he has to be like, my only way out of this is to pretend that... I did eat that offering then and go, oh, why did you drug me? And then he collapses. So I like, thought he was I faking didn't put anything it. I in the offering. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's true, isn't it? <laughs> I don't know. I think we're giving the film too much credit. I, I feel like know. they would have said something again later on to it make doesn't, it I don't feel... think it really makes sense because... Um, oh, yeah, you're right. Because when he wakes up, he is like reaching for his eyes and he's like, ooh. I know. No, because he then immediately runs out to her and goes, what did you do? He could have put the lenses in, back in again, because he is blind at that point. Mm. I don't know, there could be something in it. Maybe. It's the most interesting thing about this film, I'll tell you yeah, that. Yeah, for sure. For sure. <laughs> oh, that is, that's a nice little hinge. Yeah. The unknown is what kind of, that was enjoyment comes out of a film. It's like, oh, that's tantalising. It's a little tantalising. But I'm not sure. No, I don't know. I don't know. Does the rest of the film hold up if he's pretending? Because I feel like yeah, during, the, during the scenes where the they're trying to take his kidneys, wouldn't he have been like, why you got a scalpel? <laughs> That's true. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and when she's giving him directions, he'd have been like, it's, it's cool, I can see. <laughs> and you'd have probably got out of the situations a little bit quicker. But one last question, eh? Why is he faking being blind? It's because he wants to make music he, he wants to experience mm. the world yeah but well, there's way. a point when you life on the line that the music goes out the window I don't feel mm. like his his pretend blindness hinges on um, this woman knowing that he's not blind who who he saw murder someone <laughs> it's like he's, she's never going to reveal his secret no no I don't know but at the same time like that is a, a great fucking twist if they played it correctly Right, imagine watching a whole film where where they did they do it in fucking I don't even seen this film, actually. I don't want to ruin it for you, it's a twist. Is there is there a uh, moment where they're doing talking heads to cameras and the guy goes, You know what else is impressive? Convincing the whole world you're a fucking blind guy and he pulls his glasses off. Is it that? No. No. Okay. No. What's that? So well, I won't tell you, but it's a Josh Brolin oh. film. So if you ever see a film where Josh Brolin's blind, oh, okay. he ain't. <laughs> I was talking about one where Denzel Washington, uh, it's the opposite. He's blind the whole time. No, I have not seen that. What film is but that? you don't know, and the twist at the end is he's blind, and he's been blind the whole time. Oh, really? Mm, interesting. Yeah. What is that? Well, oh, I, I wish. Yeah, I know, but now every time I'm watching a new Denzel one, Washington he's got, he's film. He's got sunglasses on for the whole film. <laughs> oh, well, that's a bit of a giveaway, isn't it? What film is it? Just tell me. Book of Eli. Oh, yeah, I'll, I won't watch that. I don't know if you like anyway. No. But um, I think that is a great twist to be like, especially if it's if it's an unknown one, right? Yeah. Imagine someone blind for a whole film and they play it 
at the end they don't actually explicitly say but at the end he hits a can with his stick and it's like oh mm. and it ends yeah yes it's like oh shit so it could he potentially not be blind this whole film but the fact that it doesn't say is more interesting than the fact they do say yes that's true I feel yeah well but yes those are a load of blind films for you to go watch yeah. <laughs> uh, Scent of a Woman um, oh is Al Pacino blind in that yes oh cool actually I did know that I did know that uh, well I thought you were being sarcastic the way you just said that no I've never seen it no good film it's a good film um other blind films. Anyway, should we give our scores? Yes, Adam's desperate to give scores. Okay. Well, we're just fucking going around in circles here. <laughs> we are not. I've just, I've just blown the lid off we're this fucking thing. We've just a load of other films that people probably haven't watched and might have been planning on watching. <laughs> Pacino, being, Pacino being blind is not a spoiler, though. Yeah, but there's other films that we... <laughs> <laughs> all right, let's do the magic. Okay, me first. Um, as I said, although I was clock watching the whole time and there's clearly some holes in this plot, I'm sure we might have just shown some holes just then by trying to think that he might have not been blind the whole time, but mm. that would even show even more holes potentially. But I still enjoyed it to some extent, and it's just getting a 6 out of 10 for me. Okay. I'm going to say the same as Paul, but I'm going to give it a 7 out of 10. Oh, oh very okay. unexpected from young nice. Adam. Uh, I did enjoy it enough not to give it a 6. I think 6 is harsh, right? Oh, well, okay. I certainly didn't enjoy it enough to give it a seven. It's a six for me also. I think the the main thing is the all the interesting things that happen in it are not enough to save a, the runtime. And mm. the fact that the most interesting thing was potentially discussing something which clearly didn't happen in the film <laughs> says a lot. But, <laughs> unless it did. Unless it did. But I can completely see if someone living in India, very familiar with Bollywood cinema, was like, this is a, like a nine or something. I'd be like, mm. yeah, okay, I could I could see that based mm. on the frame of reference so it's absolutely no shade on this film I don't want to say negative things about it it's just that um, it wasn't for me fair enough alright folks well that means that we've averaged out a 6.3 so we're going to go to our scoreboards and decide what it is and isn't better than first up on our 6.3s our 6.33s is the verdict better or worse than the verdict I'm going to say that it's better uh, oh, sh- mm. I will give the... I'm, I say the verdict's better. You say the verdict's better? Okay, I, I say this is better than the verdict. So, Adam, you're the decider. Mm, I don't know. Can't you do the picking for me? You didn't are you doing give, the picking. Didn't you give the verdict a seven? Yeah, but I he gave this a seven, seven this too. A seven. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, He's very generous with his scores. I'm going to say that this is better. Okay. The okay. Just mix it up. It'll be boring yeah. if it goes to the bottom. Next up is the house that Jack built. Jack built is better than this. I think I rated Jack built lower, didn't I? Oh no, six. Uh, yeah, it's better. Yeah. Well, there you Jack go. Built's so, uh, so that's where it sits. So, listeners, at the bottom of our six point three threes, we have the verdict, and then above that is Anderdon. Because it is not better than the house that Jack built, Bright, Bridery Animator, Frozen 2, Terminator, Dark Fate, or Tetsuo the Iron Man, which are the others that are above it. And it is mm. perilously close to that relegation zone of the bottom 20. Boys. Perilously yes. close. This is our 100, for those who are interested in such things, this is our 135th film that we've covered on the pod. Mm. the raid one and two are split so technically it's our 136th film but mm, yes so, yes so i wonder Very what exciting. our 150th film is going to be uh, oh, i wonder anyway before we I'm move on to that though yes we've got one review from one of our listeners and it's probably the most relevant review okay. because it's a man who actually consumes bollywood films so he would know more than anyone eats them he, he puts them in his mouth and chews them he up consumes he, just them. he just eats Netflix like the offerings from the funeral he consumes what? them uh, or he just pretends to and slides it through his hair <laughs> but yes it's I'm Too Cool our lovely listener I'm Too Cool and he says oh wow a film from my industry arguably the best film of that year Anderton is yet another home run from Sriram Raghaven with a terrific performance by the brilliant Taboo and Karana as a believable lead the second half had a few chaotic moments that have been divisive. Uh, probably, yeah, the, yeah. The second half—that's what we said, isn't it? Yeah. Pro- probably where the doctor gets involved and yeah, and yeah. the bunny rabbit, the whole bunny rabbit thing. Yeah, 
Well, if he says if he says it's a, a home run from uh, that director who he's familiar with, then well, let me tell you right now, on to call actually rates it the same as Adam does. A seven. Yeah, seven out of ten. Wow. So, so it's, it's not one of the best no, films well, he's ever go. seen. But you know. I think because essentially it feels for all its twists and stuff and things like that, it's essentially a very safe film. It never felt like gritty or dark, considering all the subject matter at play. Someone pretending to be blind, witnessing murders, people then covering up those murders, organ harvesting. It never went beyond the surface of just being a bit of a a bit of a ride. Yeah, for sure. And just for reference as well, Sean Pan and Nicholson, he gives it an eight out of ten. Oh well, he had a good time. Yeah, and Luke Human gives it a nine out of ten. Oh, good lord, Luke! What an absolute psycho he is. <laughs> psycho or socio? I can't remember well, which one. Uh, I have to refer I to our psych- vanishing psycho, episode. Psycho, because he knows what he's doing. Psycho killer. <laughs> Qu'est-ce que c'est? Uh, okay. Right, so that is the end of Anderton, and that means that Adam, you get to tell us now what. We're going to be doing next time on the podcast. Okay. Our I'm final actually, 2018 film. I can't. Yes. There's two films here. Adam, now listen, before you reveal, do you remember the brief that Paul mentioned last time? Oh, yeah. <laughs> no. The, uh, well, the brief was it. every film so far from 2018 has been from a different oh, region. One of the Commonwealth that Britain has invaded. Yes. Yes. So I hope you've picked a country that Britain invaded. Uh, they probably did because it's every country. Okay, there's two films here. I'm going to let you two pick. Oh, this guy. Oh. No, shush. I'm One of them the is Midsummer. <laughs> no. The genre for the first film is it's a comedy fantasy sci-fi film. Oh, shit. Okay. And the other one is a... Where is it? Crime action thriller. The crime action thriller neither of you have seen. The comedy sci-fi fantasy one. One of you has seen it. Let's go second one. Yeah, I'm going to say second one as well. Watch the crime action thriller. Yeah. yeah, have you seen it, Adam? I have seen it before. I've seen both of them before. So okay. the film we are going to do next is a film called The Night Comes For Us. Okay. What's, what's that? Which is a action film. It's got some of the people from The Raid in it. It's Korean. Oh, yes. Oh, good it's boy, Adam. pretty bonkers. Oh, that is... And we're actually going to a different country. Good boy, Adam. Yeah. It's on Netflix as well. Um, just to say, the other film I was thinking of doing is a film that Paul hates... Which oh. could have been fun, and it was sorry to bother you. Oh yeah, we don't need to do that. All oh, right, I've not seen it. I would have been game for that as well, but no, I'm, I'm intrigued. I, I like the sound of this other one. Very good, and what's it called? The night, the night comes, comes for you. For us. Come for us. The night comes for us. Oh, excellent. That fits the brief, mate. After sparing a girl's life during a massacre, an elite trade assassin is targeted by an onslaught of murderous gangsters. It's mm. got some people from the raid in it. Um, Britain certainly raided that country at some point i'm sure do you reckon i don't know about korea i don't know is is that part of uh, her is majesty's it it's indonesia indonesia i was about to say yeah raise indonesia and this one is as well it's not the same directors it's got the actors and stuff in it uh, the invasion of java in 1811 was a successful british operation <laughs> fuck yeah you fucking fit the brief adam well done <laughs> don't know why i'm excited about that they took over colonial power from the Dutch in 1814. Fucking people, you fucking scumbags, all of you. That's a little knowledge for UK. Um, well, what, excellent. The, the scumbags. No, no, the, 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 the colonial <laughs> stuff. That means we've done England, India, and Indonesia. India, Indonesia, and America. And Kate, you know, you were the ones to bring the American to us, but technically it wasn't American. Oh, sorry. I'm thinking of two popes. Julio was the one to bring American to us. And it was an all-American film, so that was very fitting. Mm. Mm. Okay, good stuff. There's actually some good films. Good stuff, well done. Very good. Right, so... And that'll be the end of our year, then. Yeah, that'll be the end of our year. We do our little wrap-up in the episodes. That'd be lovely. Waking up, is it? (laughs) (laughs) Should we move on to our patrons? Right, so every episode we have our patrons telling us what they've been watching this week, the best and the worst, and uh, we can either go watch them or we can avoid them, basically. If you want to become a patron, you can become a patron at www.patreon.com forward slash filmbusters, and you can become a patron just like the likes of Andy Bishop. Ben from Film Vloggers. Who's trekking across Thailand at the moment, Mark and Steve from Movie Drone. We love Mark and Steve. Oh, that's exciting. 
They're trekking across Thailand. Ben is with Fiona. Oh, I thought you meant Mark and Steve from oh, no. Moon. That's, that's how it sounded like. Let's just get that rumour out there. Let's let that spread. Mark and Steve, just after this, be like, yeah, how's Thailand, by the way? We have Brent from Home Video Hustle. Oh, we have Luke Human. We have Fiona Stewart, Joaquin Phoenix, Pega fan. We have Sean Panda Nicholson. We used to have Nerdrovert. We have Julio, who's responsible for this wonderful round of film. We have Mr. Teach, Jamie Russell himself. And then last of all, we have Katie and Oti. So first of all, we have Sean Panda Nicholson, and he says, Hey guys, me again. Hope all is well in the Film Busters-verse. We got our own um, universe, guys. So Never, so never call it that again, Sean, please. <laughs> Okay, so best thing I watched was actually a rewatch of Regina King's fabulous One Night in Miami. I don't really have anything to say about it that hasn't been said before, but I love it. The performances, the score, the setting, the story, Leslie Odom Jr.'s voice. It's wonderful. I also watched Eon Flux and it was shit. Love you, bye. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we, we, we spoke so much about that film as well. I think we've said a bit about it. We've also done an episode on it. It's a cracker, One Night in Miami. Go ahead and Absolutely. listen to it. My dear wife is on it. Oh, oh yes, yeah, she is. Yeah, because Paul wasn't there. I wasn't. Paul was very racist back then, so uh, he would refuse to see that film, <laughs> listeners. <laughs> uh, next up, we have Nergevert. He says, hey, strangers. We haven't been away for that long. No, he's the stranger because no, he's, he's been, been away, away he for is. ages. Yeah. Oh, okay. Where you been, Nerd Revert? We've been waiting for you to, to throw us a, a couple of comments, aren't we? Give yes. us a bone to chew. Well, he's going to give you one now if you shut the fuck up. Oh, I'll listen. Um, he says, a surprise best time f- first watch for me was Moulin Rouge. It's just a what the fuck is this moment after another. Um, Texas Chainsaw Massacre 2 was a recent first time watch and I'd also recommend. Absolute bananas, but in that fun way, much like Moulin Rouge. Very different. <laughs> Very different, but I can absolutely say Texas yeah. Chainsaw Massacre 2 is a good time, man. It's different. It's not as good as Texas Chainsaw. It's very different, but it's a good fucking time. It's a bit wild. I like it. Mm. He goes on to say, Worst was easily Candyman Day of the Dead. I had to complete I had to complete the series, and, well, Tony Todd didn't deserve that. Nobody deserved that. Let's see what I gave Day of the, Day of the Dead. I don't think I've seen it. I gave it a four. No, there you go. So, yes. <laughs> well, we do well to stay away from that. And Moulin Rouge is a good film. Uh, no, indeed it is. I like how it updates all the pop songs and twists to them. Yes, I agree. I, I, like, I really like it. Especially that. the rock sound. I loved bit. it. So I always used to have to hear the soundtrack. Yeah. Mm. The only thing I don't like is him and her singing All You Need Is Love. Uh, next up we have wonderful Jamie Russell how are you Jamie he says I'm watching lots of films with my daughter so most of them are rewatches for me the highlight for us recently was the wonderful British film called Pride which Paul spoke about recently whilst never ignoring the spiteful prejudice delivered to the gay community at the time the film is a joyous celebration of communities coming together under great adversity if you don't feel emotional by the time you read those end credits I would recommend checking your pulse well I intend to watch it very, very soon, and I will keep my thumb on my pulse. Please do. It is fucking wonderful. Yes. I actually just created a custom steelbook of it because I loved it that much. Good Lord. Look, I'm an absolute psycho. That's a nine, is it? Just like human. Giving that film a nine, I'm a psycho making a custom steelbook, which I I do. It's a nine out of ten for me, yeah. Good Lord. And speaking of Luke Human... But you're homophobic as well, so I don't understand... (laughs) All the patrons just have this very bad opinion of me. <laughs> Speaking of Luke Human, he's here to tell us what he's been watching. Phil Tippett's 2021 Mad God. It took 30 years to make, and it's only a stunning technical achievement, but a thematically rich one too. What you take from this may say more about you than it does about Tippett, but there's definite intent here. Echoes of 2001, 12 Monkeys, Eraserhead, and Tetsuo demonstrate that this is a production fluent in surrealist sci-fi. The only negative is that there's so much going on in each frame that it's impossible to take it all in in a single viewing. Nine out of ten. Tetsuo, the comparison to Tetsuo it intrigues me. Obviously, I like mm, that. Of course, and it obviously does. Eraserhead as well. But 12 Monkeys, I don't know. I didn't like that. Yeah, I've, I've, I think I've watched 12 Monkeys. I've, I haven't watched it in ages, but I watched it like a few times because I, I know everyone like revered it, revered it as like really good. And I just never, it never really 
gelled no, me. It's got that Terry Gilliam approach to sci-fi. It's like Brazil is considered a good film, and I guess it is, but I don't really enjoy it no, all that much. It's that same thing that. when he does like that sort of surreal dystopian settings you either gel with it or not like it's a monty python's way of treating yeah. those subject yeah, yeah. matters and i love yeah. monty python but if i want it if i want sci-fi i don't really want that in my sci-fi yeah. however it works in their films but not in it certainly does but yeah, sure. tetsuo so why not he also says nothing terrible this week either but worth noting that i caught jaws in 3d and the 3d transfer is pretty effective and just about outweighs the slight loss of exposure caused by the glasses. Absolutely spectacular to see in this scale with a few scenes having significantly more impact than in a small screen viewing. Example, Brody's initial walk through town and shark cage attack. Absolutely worth checking it out on a big screen and giving movie theatres much needed income. Well, I can't even know it was out in 3D to be honest. Yeah, yeah. You know what you should have done, Luke, is gone and saw Jaws 3 in 3D because that was originally filmed to be shown in 3D. So, Ugh. Ugh, we're like that fl- that floating foot that goes towards you or something. No, don't you remember the shark the at the very end when it's coming oh, to yeah, the, the glass? Yeah, that's it. And it, just and it bumps its nose. It's just like <laughs> just a paper shark. stays still. <laughs> the minute it hits the glass, it just stops and stays still <laughs> while everything else around it explodes. Um, very good. Yes, I think Jaws in 3D would be mighty fine, but mm. I guess you have to see that at the IMAX, right? Yeah. For they shut down the IMAX. Very nice. Mm. South Bank. What? Why? They shut it down for a month. Oh, that's okay. They're what adding for? a they're adding a sec- second screen in there, updating it all. Oh, fine. Okay. Good, good. Putting like new speakers and shit in there. We love the IMAX. Very nice. Well, <gasps> thank you, patrons. Thanks. That was very good. Thanks, thanks for all those suggestions and not suggestions that you we shouldn't watch. Juice Springsteen. And Bruce Springsteen. Juice Springsteen. Juice Springsteen. Are you ready for Juicy? There he is. There's Juicy. There's Juicy Juice Springsteen. Springsteen. What is that? It's Juice Springsteen. What is it, though? A beer. Oh, very nice. See him? You're drinking that already? Very early. It's only 10, 10 o'clock right now, and you're drinking a Juice Springsteen? Only a little coaster. Oh, okay. But there good. he is. Let's see Juicy going. See Juicy he's going? He's going. He's running. Look at Juicy. Oh, fuck me. Look at Juicy. Look at his colours. Oh. oh I, I, I can... Shall I, shall I extract the audio and put it over like a porn film? <laughs> oh, look at Juicy. Oh, no. <laughs> look at his colours. Yeah. <laughs> look at him shine. Well, I'm excited to watch The Night Comes For Us. Me too. And I tell you what. Is that what it's what, called, Adam? Yes, The Night Comes For Us. Thank you. You know what we'll be doing after that before we go on to our next year? Oh, yes. We will be covering... The finale of the Halloween trilogy. (laughs) We will be doing Halloween Ends. So forgot about that. That's what you'll be hearing. Doing Halloween Ends. Of course we are. Of course we are. In what world would we not? (laughs) (laughs) It's Masters.